0: Yes, and it's a mantra that can be applied to every aspect of your life. These two words are ground zero for all creativity. These two words will help you shut down fear. These two words can change your life if you'll let them. Yes, I'm serious. And this podcast is on a mission to show you how. I'm Judy Holler, the host of Yes And. If Dr. Dre and Amy Poehler had a baby, um, that would basically be me. Listen, if you're looking for a no BS approach to life, business, and your mental health, then you are in the right place. So welcome to Yes And, where we smash comfort zones and navigate the unscripted stage of everyday life together. This is a Soul Fire production. You are listening to episode 52 of Yes And with Judy Holler. That's me. Hi, Fear Boss. Welcome back or welcome to the show. I am so damn glad you are here. Okay, this episode. Oh my God. I love Jessica Zweig. I have been following her for years and have watched her grow not only her business and her brand over the years, but herself. I love watching her change and grow and evolve. And I love how she authentically shares all of that on social. It's funny, someone once said to me, uh, You've changed. And it wasn't in a good way. It was kind of like this passive aggressive comment someone like said to me in passing. And it was super weird. And my fear boss answer to that was, Well, fuck yes, I have. Because listen, You are supposed to change. You should be changing. It is awesome to change. And if you are not changing, what the fuck, right? It means one thing and one thing only, that fear is calling the shots and you are playing it way too safe. So we take classes, we read books, we listen to podcasts, we hire coaches, we join masterminds, we become members of a community to change, to become a better version of ourselves. So yes, I've changed big time. And I'm so glad. I love the woman I am. I love the woman I'm becoming. And I love the woman I haven't even met yet. Now, this mindset took time. And it's one that Jessica has empowered me to step into, to hold space for, and to simply be in. You guys, this conversation is so good, so grab a coffee, pour a glass of wine, light a candle, catch a vibe, and get ready. This chat will be like a warm blanket, uh, a warm blanket of love and badassery and straight up OG boss moves. But first, I'm going to shout out our fear boss of the week who is dolphin one six six seven four six five three literally that's your username dolphin but dolphin one six six seven four six five three i loved your review so dolphin writes okay i don't listen to many podcasts but this one is a must i am so happy i found judy she's so relatable and makes me feel like yes i can do this I've had terrible anxiety and panic a year ago. I've been there and Judy has made me feel like I am not alone and that I can make it through. I wish only the best of success for Judy because she rocks. Well, Dolphin once is 674653. You rock too. And I am so glad you're here. And because you left that review back in September, you are my fear boss of the week. So shoot me a DM on Instagram at Judy Holler with your best mailing address uh, that you like getting snail mail to, or email me at hello at JudyHoller.com and we will get a little surprise out into the mail for you. And if you want to be our next Fear Boss of the week, you know the deal. All you got to do is jump into iTunes and leave a review of this podcast. Every week, I pick a new Fear Boss. Sometimes I scroll back into the archives like I just did for this one back in September. And sometimes I pick the last one that was just left. Either way, when you leave a review, you enter for a chance to win a Fear Boss goodie from me to you. Okay, so before I jump into my chat with Jess and introduce her, I want to remind you To make sure you are on my list, you can click the link in the show notes to sign up. It's free, by the way, or you can text, you can pause this and text brave, brave, the word brave to the number 474747 to get right on the list via text. Plus, you'll get a bunch of fun freebies for doing so. But damn, getting on my list uh, gives you insider access to all the things, to discounts I don't share anywhere else. Plus, when I release anything new or update anything, this is the first group to know. Usually, my insider list, my Fear Boss 5 list, my insiders get 48-hour jumps on anything cool or new or anything that's coming out in the business. So if you want to be an insider, all you got to do is get your booty on the list. Every Friday, I'm sharing five things I'm loving, learning, and using to help you vibe, thrive, and say yes, and like a real fear boss. So basically what I'm trying to say, a it is a party in your inbox every Friday. So text BRAVE to 474747 and get on that fear boss insider list. Okay, Jessica Zwag, let's do this. This woman is an absolute badass. I love her entire vibe. I love how she's never afraid to be exactly who she is. I have watched her grow her platform and her business over the last five years, and it's been so awesome and empowering to watch. And I've loved watching her change. I love watching her embrace her spirituality more and her divine feminine more. And we talk about some of that in the episode. So professionally, here's some scoop on Jessica. Jessica Zweig is the CEO and founder of Simply Be, a premier personal branding company based in my favorite, Chicago. She is fueled by the belief that personal branding isn't a vanity play. Hell yes, I'm over here clapping, but it's an opportunity to make the world a better place. Zweig and her female-led team at Simply B have gained a national reputation for defining and enhancing the personal brand of corporate executives entrepreneurs and creatives, transforming them into recognized industry experts and thought leaders. And in 2019, Jessica signed a book deal and her book, Be a No Bullshit Guide to Increasing Your Self-Worth and Your net worth by simply being you comes out in January. In this conversation with Jess, we talk about promoting yourself, loving yourself, authenticity, and what that really fucking means. We talk about channeling your divine feminine. We definitely get a little woo-woo, which I love. We talk about uh, having tough conversations and radical candor. And of course, we talk about protecting your vibe so you can really thrive. Oh my God, this is so good. Fear Boss, let's do this. Here is my brave, beautiful, and dauntless conversation with Jessica Zweig. Jessica Zweig is on the show. Jessica, I am so happy you're here. Welcome to Yes And. Girl, thank you
1: for having me. I'm so excited to be on Yes And. What a treat.
0: Oh, this is so fun. Okay. So do you realize that our relationship, our newly budding business relationship began... Do you remember how it began? It began over a sequin pillow that I sent
1: you. I'll never forget that. And we still have that. That sequined pillow sits in the center of our lobby on our sofa. And everybody comes to our office sees that.
0: Are you serious? So it's still in your office? Okay. So Fear Boss fam, when Fear is My Homeboy was coming out, you know, I I lived in Chicago for almost a decade. Jess is a shy town girl. And it's so funny. I'm like an OG Jessica fan. I started following you back when you had like Which now is almost funny, but like you had like 20,000 followers and and that's how long I've been following you and watching your growth. And it's just so much fun to see a Chicago girl, a Midwest girl doing the damn thing. But anyway, I was putting out Fierce, my homeboy fear boss, and I was like, oh, I got it. You know, we're working on this like fun. You know, you got to put marketing your book, as you know, Jessica, because you got one coming out, which we're going to talk about is really up to you. And no one tells you that. Like You can have the best publisher in the world. And yes, you'll get creative ideas. But yo, you got to sell your stuff. And you have to build community. And you have to get creative. And yes, there's a team that can support you in that. But really, you've got to move books. And so we were thinking about who to get the book in the hands of. And I wanted it to be people that were aligned with like the energy of what we were trying to do and So we sent one to Jessica's office and we put it in this box, like written with Sharpie on the side, like I made this for you. Hashtag fear boss, right? And then we put the book on top of a sequin pillow, like one of those reversible sequin pillows. And it didn't say my name. It didn't say fear is my homeboy. It didn't say fear boss. It said the name of her agency, Simply B. And so you'd swipe it up. And it was white sequin. You'd swipe it down and it was gold sequin. And so it got her attention. And Jessica put me on her Instagram stories. And like ever since then, we've just slowly stayed in contact. And now here we are on a pod together. We have the same podcast producer, which is really fun. And Jessica, you are just such a gift and a light. But it all began over a sequin pillow.
1: That I still own. And I have to ask you, did you send sequin pillows to everybody or just me? Top 20, we picked 20 people.
0: And we, we picked That's 20 genius. people. Yeah. And we put there... So like Jen Sincero, you are a badass. Vanessa Van Edwards, Captivate. Like We put either their book or their brand or their saying on it so that it was something like uh Amy, Vlog Like a Boss. We put... um, Yeah, I think I put Vlog Like a Boss for her. So just the things that were really relative to their brand. But I knew Sequin was like my thing, like a part of my brand and my life. And I knew we had to do something to get people's attention. And also... We wanted it to be a little Instagram worthy. We wanted people to go, I want to share this, you know? Totally. Totally. And it worked. And And here we are. are. (laughs) Well, I'm telling you, you're the real deal. And you are just a real expert when it comes to building a brand, not just like a personal brand, but you help companies and organizations think about that. And you help them storytell and build confidence. And I think so much of branding is mindset. Wouldn't you agree? Like having the balls to like put yourself out there. Um, so I kind of want to start with branding. Are you okay yeah, with that? Totally. Okay. Let's do it. So there's a lot of fear bosses in our community that shy away from promoting themselves and their businesses. They feel like they're bragging. They feel they're being self-absorbed. They feel that they're coming off as narcissistic. So they shy away from it or they don't do it or they don't shine bright. And what you need to know about our community is that we have a lot of sales leaders that listen, a lot of small business owners, a lot of creative entrepreneurs, a lot of direct selling um, business owners, budding entrepreneurs coming straight out of COVID. So what would you say uh, to the fear boss, mostly female, 80% female, that's listening right now, who is afraid to put herself out there, afraid to self-promote? Any ideas, advice, off-the-cuff tools to get the party started here?
1: So many. So, you know, I'm a spiritual girl, all right? So I'm going to wax a little spiritual now. Bring the woo-woo. I love the woo-woo. Yeah, I'm going to bring it. So... Here is the truth. And this isn't, I think, going to be news to everyone. But here's the truth. No one is you. You have... By virtue of your life experiences, your childhood, your schooling, your failures, your lessons, your relationships, your heartbreaks, your wisdom, you inherently possess something called value. You do. And it isn't just your opportunity to share your value, but your responsibility. No one person can change the world, but you can change your corner of it. And we all have a corner. And there's this big-ass misconception around this space. And I hope with my book, we'll talk about it, that I, I get to redefine personal branding as an industry because it's so misunderstood. And people think that it's about promotion and ego. And that's if you're doing it wrong. Yeah, it's going to look like that. A lot of people that's, do it. That's why it makes... It gives it a bad name. Yes. But if you do it right, it will be of service. People will feel that from you. They will hear it in your voice. They will feel it in your energy. They will connect to it in their own hearts. And if you are telling yourself, well, that's for other people, not me. That's just you playing small. And that's okay. We all have fear. But you are doing not just yourself a disservice, but the world when you don't share who you are boldly, unapologetically. And by the way, boldly looks differently to everyone. You have hot pink, I have hot yellow. Some people's boldness might be, you know, creating a a, a neutral brand and, and building their network really delicately. Like that that's, could be bold for them. And so I would just highly encourage. People, my book is called Self-Worth to Net Worth, right? You have to feel worthy of who you are being, that you inherently have value in the first place. In order to grow net worth, in order to grow success, in order to get to the next level, this doesn't just happen. You have to be in alignment with yourself first. And that looks like believing that you are worth it and then defining, okay, I know I'm worth it. What makes me me? What makes me different? What exactly do I have to offer? What is my value? And putting words to that, right? Putting articulation to that, that becomes the foundation of your message, your brand message. And then thinking about, well, how do I want my brand to feel to other people? Well, that's when your your visuals can come into the mix, right? And then when you think about, okay, well, what do I do uniquely? And how does that come to life? That's your content. That's your services. That's your programs. That's your book. And so... It really, really starts within. It's an inside job building your brand, to be frank, not an outside (laughs) job. A
0: hundred percent. And I love that you, you, you go there with it because I have, have been saying this for years. We've got a new product out in our community, which we're really excited about. It's called the Vibe and Thrive Planner. It's a goal focused oh, planner. I think I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so dope. And, um, we're running a mastermind to go along with it to help people figure out how to use it and how to. And so the whole point lines up to what you just said your vibe, right? Your (laughs) self-worth directly affects your ability to thrive. And people are constantly like, Oh, Judy, how did you? How did you? How are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. How is it moving so fast? Like there was someone I was talking to the other day and they were talking about a program called five, five minutes to famous. And I like wanted to throw a, a book up against the wall. I wanted to like smash something. I was so angry because nothing takes five minutes, first of all. And second of all, that is a misleading piece of marketing. Sure, you could try and rush things and build your brand really quick, but you'd probably end up having some regrets and it'd be sloppy and you'd look like everybody else. But when you're brave enough to love yourself first and go deep and do the work
1: required to find out what makes you come alive, then it becomes a natural process. So the first quote in my book, the book opens up with, and I'm just so in my book right now, so I'm going to refer. I love a it, a lot. please, of course. But it's, um, it's, it goes like this: it states, "Do not be surprised how fast the universe will respond once you have decided." And what I mean by that is how you've decided that you, it's you, and I. I mean, I know you know a little bit about my story. I'd like to just relate us to those listening, because I think it's really easy to look at women like you and I and be like, Oh gosh, they've got to figure it out. Like they're killing it. Okay. I wasn't always killing it. I was broke. I was lost. I struggled with money. I struggled with so much insecurity. I made so many horrible fucking mistakes. Like I have failed so much. And it wasn't really until the precipice of me being like, you know what? Fuck this. This doesn't define me. What other people are doing versus what I'm not doesn't define me. What's in my bank account doesn't define me. My experience and resume doesn't define... What defines me is what I say it is. Mm. And that shift truly was the very beginning. That was the activation of what became a seven figure business in 18 months. That was what became a Forbes expert in less than a year. That was becoming a, a sought after speaker on international stages because I made the decision, Judy. Yes. Not because anybody told me or I made all this money first or had people like blow smoke up my my skirt first. Like I fucking had to do that for myself. Yes. And so that is the that is really the switch that I think is so key it that I, and I, it's hard to teach that in a way although we, we both do in our own ways, but that's really what you got to come to you have to you said that when you said that in a recent solo episode
0: of your podcast, um and we'll link up to everything Jessica in the show notes, don't you worry, fear boss um, and we're going to talk a little bit about her book in a moment. Um, but when you said that that you know businesses that look sparkly on the outside come from people. I mean, I have goosebumps who are sparkly on the inside. And I almost wrecked my car. I'm not kidding you. I was on my way to cryotherapy, by the way. My husband and I are into cryotherapy. Have you ever done love cryotherapy? Cry- oh yeah. Oh my God, girl. Red light therapy. Give it to Everything. me. Cry- Let's yes. go. Freeze it up. I do the cryo faithful. <laughs> Let's go. Um, you had me at yes, frozen, freeze that face up. Let's go. I mean, it is so lovely and it is I love cold. I don't like hot, hot stuff. And so this is like right up my alley. And plus my husband. Has some inflammation stuff. So if you struggle, um, I'll link up to cryotherapy in the show notes. If you're wondering what the hell me and Jessica are talking about, but I was on the way to cryo and you said that. And I was like, fuck, that is it. That's the secret. That's really it. This idea that, and that's how we, we were really, um, we knew we were really how I had to title the, the planner, the vibe and thrive, because what you do, it, to thrive in your life and to thrive in your business it cannot exist or happen without your vibe being checked. And one of the, the the things I'm always saying is that you know you've got to check yourself before you wreck yourself. It's a very ice cube saying, but it is so so true. And he had it right. So tell me this: we love to learn about high performance habits. Like we're obsessed with it in our community and specifically goal focused planning. So what do you do when you think about your sparkly business on the outside? How does Jessica make sure she's sparkles on the inside like what are you doing to protect your vibe in order to keep thriving what are some habits what are some boundaries what are some rituals jessica zweig yeah. uses to like mm, check herself i got a whole toolkit girl because right? give hard. me some like give me like the top three
1: right life is hard totally life is so
0: hard and courage is hard it is it is hard to be brave. It is hard to build a business. It is hard to put yourself out there. So do you have the high performance habits in place to sustain that? That's what we're always talking about.
1: Yeah. So the, I would say the biggest shifts that I have imparted into my life to keep myself sustained, I kind of break them into three categories. So I have a lot of spiritual hacks. I meditate. I have a morning routine. I usually do yoga or some sort of movement. I have an altar. I sit in front of it every morning and I I speak out loud to my angels. Like I have to connect with source and spirit every day and I journal. And so that all of that, whether I do all three or do one, it's like, I got to do something in the morning to really connect and set my day. I, the second sort of bucket is, is supports. I have coaches. I have therapists. I have mediums. I have energy healers. Oh, you have mediums. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I have a whole army. I call them my army of support Mm. staff, my emotional support staff. And it's the best money I spend because it, it, it makes me, it, it, nothing nourishes me like, like them. And, um, it's really important to have people who, you know, push you up, kick your ass, tell you the truth, hold you when you cry all of the above um, give you gu- guidance, like whether it's from them or from the spirit angels. Like I've definitely invested a lot of resources and time into support. And then the third thing is, uh, and this is a relatively recent thing, and this is something I've made my own personal choice on, and I don't cast any judgment on any. Like when I tell people about this particular thing, I, I get interesting reactions. I stopped drinking. Um, I really have tried to switch up my my diet, and not because to lose weight or whatever but because my body has to be in optimal form for me to get through my days the amount of energy Judy you know this that it requires to run a business to be a leader to be on stage proverbially in front of an online community you, you know to talk at events and like be on you, you you can't feel like shit every morning from a couple glasses of wine and i i literally like it's not that i don't ever drink but I basically became sober curious, and I only drink on very specific occasions. And I love me my wine, and I dearly miss it. But I definitely um, have chosen like my clarity and my energy over it. And and I, you know, I've cut out certain. I don't eat a lot of sugar. I try to stay it from gluten and dairy. But I do think for whatever makes you feel good in your body and your physical being, and and for some people like alcohol totally works, and then they they work out more instead, or they cu- they they cut out like. Bread, I don't know. But for me, that's what has also really helped. That's an atomic habit of like cutting out alcohol that has really given me a lot more um, energy to, to be of service. And so those three things like spirituality, support, and then keeping my body just optimal.
0: Well, and that's so beautiful too. And and I know that having gotten to know you online and just listening to your podcast, which helps you get to know someone as well on a more personal level. I love how personal podcasts are. But you had a journey with your health too, right? I have, very much. your drinking and sugar and gluten and all that, I mean, you had, was it sinus? Like you
1: had a very very tough couple of years. Like seven, no, seven or nine years. So- uh, What was the decade? Almost a decade, since I turned like 30, and I'm a little older now, I, long of the short of it, Western medicine failed me. And I had chronic sinusitis for seven years. And I was on so many antibiotics and steroids that actually the flora of my gut is completely destroyed. Mm -hmm. And I had surgery. They cut my whole face open. I was in three months of recovery. This was back in 2013. Didn't fix it. And not one doctor, one doctor talk to me about the quality of my diet, sleep and stress. I had to do all my own Google research to figure that out myself. Beca- you and became your own doctor. I became my own healer and 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 I learned, "Oh, dairy forms mucus in the body. I shouldn't eat that because mucus is what I feel in my face every day." So, it was just a, I've been on a journey. So thank you for recognizing that because it really has more to do with health then it has to do with vanity. And that I think was a, I think a really powerful switch that anyone comes to of like, Oh, my body is my temple. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It matters how I feel.
0: A hundred percent. And the reason I brought it up too, because I can hear someone's, you know, mind going, Oh, you know, and you know how, when you meet someone, they're dairy free, gluten-free alcohol for out, you instantly go to that place of like, Oh, what a diva. And now I just gotten, as I learned so many people's stories, like my middle stepson's dating a girl who has, you know, some of these dietary issues. And it's because there are health issues. And so, you know, I just have a lot more grace. And I challenge everyone listening right now to do the same because sometimes we can look at a girl and think, Oh, look at her. She thinks she's better than everybody. Well, actually, no, I've had my face cut up, cut open four times, three times. I couldn't breathe. I was miserable. I was depressed. I didn't want to get out of bed. And this is what has healed me. And so. I cheers you for that. And, um, you know, I'll cheers my hint water. uh, (laughs) I love hints for that. I do too. I love it. You know, I'm having her on the podcast. Oh, wow. Kara's amazing she's yeah, awesome. i just read her book i just yeah. read her oh book. It's, it's so good yeah, Undaunted. It's, fantastic. it's fantastic. Uh she's coming up fear boss so i mean here's what you get you get your army of books you get the fear is my homeboy you get the vibe and thrive planner you get b by jessica zwag you get Undaunted by kara golden but a lot of beautiful women out there and uh, i just i had to mention it because uh there's a story behind the story always but let's yeah. talk about i want to i want to i want to we're going to stay a little woo woo so i love how Okay, so I've followed you for years and, you know, from back in the day when you had, oh, a mere 20,000 followers, which feels like, you know what, I hate talking about followers, but you know what I mean? Your community was growing and you've evolved, and it's been so much fun to watch you do that. And I love what I love most about you lately is how you have really seemed to tap into this like divine feminine, right? But you still honor. The, the Divine Masculine that allows you to run a business and scale a seven-figure business, multiple seven figures, and balance your life and your career and your marriage, which isn't easy and all of the things, right? So I'd love to talk about that a little bit. How do you... Is there any advice you'd give, especially to someone like myself who is exploring her Divine Feminine? I, I usually run a little bit more uh, maybe masculine heavy, growing up with brothers, that kind of you know, oldest boss people around, very type A, you know. But I, I've i been really lately trying to channel my, you know, divine, women, divine feminine, wearing more floral and curling my hair and just letting my hair go long, like all these fun things, right? So how do you balance the two? Because I want to be divinely feminine because I love being a woman. But I also need to boss up, right? And have the guts to have tough conversations. So what advice do you have for me and anyone listening who wants to
1: balance those energies? You know, what's so funny, Judy, is that this is my favorite subject. Was oh, it really? Oh, of all the things I talk about, and I don't often talk about this. And I'm so glad you asked me. Good. So let me just break it down for your audience and you super quickly as far as how I understand it. Cool. The divine feminine and the divine masculine are energies in the world. They existed on the planet before they were even humans. And the divine feminine is the energy and the experience of, I'll just rattle off a couple of the qualities. Cool. Empathy, compassion, stillness, feeling, beauty, nourishment. The divine masculine are the energies of action, creation, leadership, problem solving, linear thinking. Beautiful, beautiful, necessary, equally 50-50, the balance of, of both. We the world needs both. People need both. And women, in my view, fall on either side of the spectrum, right? I think you and I. Operate more in the masculine sure. we are boss bitches we get shit done right we we lead we assert yes. we problem solve we put out fires we make shit happen yes. right no then there are the the women and I'm, I'm sure you know a lot of them i call them the 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 they're mainly like the sisterhood of the west coast and there are a lot of healers sister, and co- let me just pause there. the
0: sisterhood of the west coast that they is- really are all my West Coast sisterhood, divine feminine. I love you. Was right, me
1: too. And I love them. They're like my friends. I'm obsessed you with them. that balance. Yeah, totally. Now, here's the thing. Most women are either too far to the left, the feminine or too much in their right. That women who are in the right, who are in their masculine, I think suffer. In a sense, because we get burnt out, we get overly stressed, we get overly overwhelmed, we're We're not nourishing ourselves. When our true nature, because we are women, is to be in the feminine, is to feel, is to slow down, is to be in stillness, is to relish in the beauty of a moment, is to be in the flow, right? Now, the other side of the spectrum of these, we'll call them, we'll blanket them, and I don't mean to blanket anybody, but let's just use it. The West Coast Sisterhood—they're so in their feelings. This is another category of women. They're so in their emotions and their creativity and their ideas and their flow that they can't get shit done, right? And and they have a hard time activating and mobilizing their ideas into into form and leading and asserting because they're afraid of being disliked or they're afraid of you know being mean. That's not how they want to vibrate. Right. And so I I I would imagine that most of your community and mine are like us, right. That are like boss women who really want to serve and do things that matter. And that's a beautiful thing. And in fact, quite feminine. I find that I love that you brought up wearing more flowy dresses and, you know, your hair growing it long. I love it. What I have found to be essential to tapping into the feminine, because you need, you need both. I feel like the masculine savvy is required to get shit done, but the world is starving for love. Mm -hmm. And, Women, in a a very unique way, bring that in a way that men don't. And the way that we can attune to that love is by being with ourselves, by carving space. So getting your nails done is not self-care. That's maintenance. Self-care is spending time meditating or listening to music and dancing in your apartment when no one's looking. Self-care is crying your eyes out to your therapist journaling, going into nature, like that's self-care, right? And there's so many different versions of it. And I'm not here to tell you what you need to do and what's right for you. But I think we need to give our space, self-space collectively as women who are in business to tap in to our feminine so that we can feel more lit up, nourished and full in the way that we lead in business. And that that to me is like, where I wanna go. And like I feel so passionate about this because it's a lesson that I'm learning and I feel like we're we're here to teach what we're learning. And the more I have allowed myself to be spiritual and thank you for acknowledging that in my platform and how I show up, because I've been a little fearful of like, well I'm not gonna I don't want to alienate my business folks by being this woo. But at the end of the day I don't really care. Like if you're not for me, you're not for me and that's cool. But I do feel women are people are hungry for that message. And, um, there's just no more important relationship that I feel like than the one I have with the universe. And I gotta, I gotta make space to channel that so that I can show up that much more powerful as a woman, as a leader. So, so there's, there's like this spectrum that I, I think we can come together, um, more intentionally around.
0: Yeah, and I love that you. First of all, thank you. Loved everything about that, and I, I think that you, you know, mentioning the spectrum, and I think so much of it is an awareness, just being awake to, you know, is this a a feminine moment? Am I am I getting a little too dialed up there, or am I being a little too type A, a little too aggressive? Have I put down my work in the last like? You know, that's always the friction in my relationship. And I, I appreciate when you have those conversations about you and Brian and what you guys go through, Brian's your husband, because as, as a business owner scaling a seven figure company and beyond, you know, you make a lot of sacrifices to do that. And it can be really hard. And my relationship probably suffers from that the most. And everything's fine. Everybody, we're good. But the moral story is I have to watch that, that masculine because I am a workforce and I can, I can, ride a little too heavy. And I know that um, when I channel more of the feminine that I am, my relationships thrive, my business thrives, I thrive. But if I go too far down there, I don't get shit done. Right. So, right. so it is finding that balance. So I want to add one thing to this. So I, I also love about you. And when we talked a few months ago, this was early in the pandemic, early-ish in the pandemic. We talked like over the summer and you were saying you were going on a solo trip. You do a lot of solo trips. And I know You've got a best friend you travel with, some are with Brian, some are by yourself. I write about this in my book and I feel like it's so empowering and I'm planning where I'm going next myself. Obviously, everybody has to do that safely and at their own place. Everybody's got a different comfort level with what's going on in the world right now. But maybe someone is listening to this a year from now. How important our solo trips to protect your balance between the divine feminine and the masculine. And also just to keep your vibe in check. You do this a lot. It seems to just get away.
1: Girl, I'm so glad you asked me this. I would, I would say that my solo trips, I have to take one at least once a year.
0: A hundred. Same. I'm the
1: same. Yep. They are the most, they are the optimal moment of recalibration balance and nourishment. So, you and I are very similar in the sense that we give, give, give. We're on, on, on. I, I probably say more words in a day than the average person. Like, they talk so fucking much. Like, I'm well, always, I always say to my friends, I'm, like, I'm
0: sorry I didn't call you this weekend. I'm so fucking sick of call- calling people and talking to people. No, totally. with nothing but love, but it does get
1: exhausting. Yes, you exactly. Know. So, you enjoy it. yourself. Yeah. Totally. And I, I honestly, and that the ability to go somewhere for a, a couple days a week, I mean, and not have to talk talk, that act alone, just being in your own silence. Like the most words you'll say to a person a day is like, can I have coffee? Thank you, sir. Where's the bathroom? Right. Just ordering your food and then going back to your book. Mm -hmm. And I, I, well, I'll tell you years and years ago, I was going through a breakup. This was when my twenties and I was so codependent and I couldn't be alone. And I, when we broke up, I would have my best friend literally for like months, come and sleep in my bed with me. Cause I couldn't even sleep alone. Oh. Okay. I was with this guy for five years. And I mean, this was how I, codependent I was just on people. Yeah. And I read this book by a, Sark, a, an artist. Yeah. A woman named Sark, um, S-A-R-K. I'm blanking on the name cool. of the book. We'll I, link up in the show notes. We'll find yeah, it. Yeah, I'll, I'll get it. It's like wild, succulent women. That's what it was called wild succulent women wild succulent women and she talked about how she went to dinner by herself and drank tea at dinner and i she and she said in the book she goes be one of those wild succulent women who goes to dinner by herself and drinks tea and so i did I did like right around that time I was reading that book and I went to this restaurant across the street from my apartment. I was single. I was living alone and I went across the street and I ordered tea and I ate dinner at this fucking Mexican restaurant (laughs) and I felt so alive. I felt so alive having that meal by myself at that stage in my life when I I would, would never do that. I just got the chills. And I did.
0: Too. I... <laughs> I mean, I have them all over my body because I know how transformational those moments are. I believe loving yourself and sitting with yourself makes you a one woman fucking revolution. Yes. And those are that was the moment you
1: knew. You knew that you could yes. simply fucking be. Yes. Right? Yes. And it was and gonna be okay. It was going to be okay, and I've been chasing that feeling in the healthiest way. Yeah. Ever since girl, you got you, you, yeah. you, you are good. You just being with yourself, being you simply being is all you, all you really need. And life has you know changed and I'm married and I run a business and everything is, you know, going on the up and up, but I still need those moments where I sit and I drink tea at a restaurant by myself and I will bank that time with a trip and I travel and i i shut off i delete instagram i bring a bunch of books i journal i make a playlist i go somewhere where i can be in nature and really breathe fresh air from the plants like all day every day and i am a different woman when i come back and i and i and i'm a different woman in general from those moments like i quantum leap in those moments and i think like if we just give ourselves the permission To be alone, like I had women DM me after Santa Fe because I went for a week this summer, and they were like, "One day I'll do that." I would never know what to do with myself. It's like, girl, you don't even have enough time in the day to be with yourself and do nothing. You know that's really the truth. And there's
0: so much fear about it. We're we're almost afraid to be alone with ourselves because we're so connected to the technology that was, oh by the way, designed to addict
1: us to make and us to addicted. make us sick.
0: Yeah. And that's what we don't realize that, you know, yeah. And there's shame and there's guilt and yeah, it, it, I just think it's so, how was Santa Fe by the way? Is that something I should put on my list? Is that a good, good place to go? Did you like uh,
1: it? It is honestly the most, I think when you go to a place by yourself, you could, you just experience it and tap in. Yeah, I get in it. Way. So, I mean, Santa Fe was always on my list. I've, I've never felt more called To go to a place and I had some really profound experiences. So I've done like plant medicine, I've done psychedelics, and I um, did zero while I was out there. I don't drink. I was completely sober, and something happened to me while I was out there. I was really able to transcend and communicate with spirit and trees. I know it sounds crazy, but I had like so many downloads. I was able to just clearly access the higher realms. I met some spirit guides. I saw like spirit animals everywhere. I had wild experiences they talked about it on my
0: podcast t- have you uh, what episode i didn't hear this uh, go back it's called awakening to my own medicine okay well, so. guys we'll link up to that in the <laughs> show notes. soul fire link us up because that's that's one i love this sort of stuff like i told kelly we have a mutual friend named kelly who runs Soulfire productions which produces our podcast and so many others i said ever since i got to know kelly and i've really been watching your spiritual journey i'm really becoming obsessed. And it's been a little fearful for me because I don't know enough, but I'm dipping my toe in the pond of the ethereal and just listening to stories and looking for, I'm just becoming a little bit more awake to the ways I'm spoken to throughout the day. And it isn't crazy. It is for me, clarity. It's like once you be easy, it's like you when you become really, I wonder how this will land with you. I have found that when I become really mindful and awake in my day to day, which is hard as fuck to do, it's like my life isn't isn't high def. It's like you walk outside and everything just goes high def on you because you've taken the time to connect with what's in front of you, and that is not easy to do every day. So it sounds like you had some of these high def. High vibe, pun intended. Experiences in Santa Fucking Bay. I did. Like you mean I mean Spirit animals and shit. Like oh, we all need to do a whole other podcast in like the beginning of the year talking about let's go
1: deep on crazy shit. <laughs> you sh- we we should. I that's my my second favorite topic. But it's all aligned. I mean, I just think that we're as a planet really waking up. You're sure. we're, be- we're becoming far more attuned that like, oh hey, there's a bigger purpose here, and there's like synchronicities and signs and divinity and. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, we don't have that much time. I can go so deep and, and we well, will do it we'll another schedule,
0: time. We'll have to schedule another one of these, um, because that, that would be so much fun to do. I'd go down that rabbit hole with you any single day. Um, too, but listen, before I at, end the pod with some, some fun questions, I want to ask you, we have to talk. We have to talk about B. Your book. And, you know, Fear Boss, we're going to link up to everything in the show notes. Don't you worry. But this is a book you're going to want to get your hands on. I've been listening to Jessica talk about it for months now on her podcast. And I-, I want her to share it with you. Um So Jessica, just give us the beautiful title, the full title with the subtitle. And just tell us high level. Because one of the things you say about this book that I've heard is that it's literally someone could hire you for thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, your agency to... You're literally giving the blueprint away in this book. And if you are willing to show up and do the work, you can make massive transformations in your life uh, financially and physically. So let's talk a little bit about what it means to be and why you wrote this book.
1: You're so, so amazing. Thank you for sharing all of that. So the book is called Be... B-E, period. Yeah. A no bullshit guide to increasing your self-worth and net worth mm-hmm. by simply being yourself. Fuck, isn't that freeing? Doesn't it? Like that right there.
0: It's like somebody's finally like talking about it because that's the fucking truth. At the end of the day, none of it works if you don't love yourself. So tell us, Jessica, like what are you most excited about when it comes to this book?
1: So you said it. It's a blueprint. I've read a lot of marketing and business books in my life. And I think people keep a lot of stuff that's real behind the veil. And I decided I wanted to give it away. I decided that this was something that belonged to everyone. Everyone should be empowered to be successful. And these marketing tricks and tips aren't aren't meant to be behind the veil. They're, they're available and should be to everyone. And so my dad and my attorneys and my staff and my friends were like, do you really want to give it all away? And I was like, I do. I really do. Because yeah. what goes around comes around. Yeah. And so the book is divided into 3 parts. The first section is called Be Real. And it's a total demystification and redefining of personal branding and why you have a responsibility to be real, be yourself in your message. The middle part, which is the second section, which is called Be Your Brand, which is the um, bulk of the book, which is my methodology from soup to nuts, literally taking you through how to build your message, how to build your strategy, how to build your platform, how to optimize social, how to pitch yourself to the media to be seen as an expert, all of it. And then the final section is Be Free. And it's really the part in the book when I tell you, you know, just put the fucking book down, go live your life and be inspired, be motivated and be transformed because that's where your message actually will come from. And that's what will make you inspiring to other people. And so the book itself is really a tactical business book, but it's hidden. It's what's hidden inside is a personal empowerment book. And it's really woven with my memoir and my story and how I came from like zero self-worth right? All the way to this very successful life and business and platform, which yes, I do have. But it all came down to believing that who I was being was worthy in the first place. And so it's the permission slip along with the tactical roadmap. And I just think there's no other book like it. And um, I'm, I really believe in it, Judy. I really do. I wanted to change people's lives. I wanted to serve people so, so much. And... You know, we do that at Simply Be for premium and you can now do it for $25. And, and take, it, take it and run with it. So that's that's the book. Let's go. And what
0: I can't <laughs> wait for you, uh, Fear Boss, to to learn about the book and specifically Jessica is it's easy to look at someone from the outside and make up a story or tell yourself a story about someone or judge someone. And I think you'll be surprised to hear Jessica's story and her journey and what she dealt with growing up and in school and just how she's come out of that into one of the most generous, loving light filled uh, human beings and so I, I I just am constantly impressed by you and I love me a Midwest girl and I'm just so proud to 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 know you and to be in your magical stratosphere and just really grateful to introduce you to uh, the beautiful Fear Boss community who's going to scoop you up. So y'all, we're going to link up to everything Jessica Zwig in the show notes, her podcast, her book, her beautiful company, and of course, her fire ass Instagram, which is so much fun to follow. So, um, so Jess, I want to ask you a couple of final questions before yeah. I get out of here. Are you okay with that? Coats. Okay. So what is, I know you love music. Okay. Your best friend's a DJ. I think yes. she's right, right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So what is your current, current
1: hype song? Like what's the song that is just firing you up right now? Oh, that's easy. Junk by Vivian Shy or she. I know it. Oh, girl. So here's the thing about that song. So I was home listening to Spotify. uh, in April 2019, it was a Friday night. My husband was out with his friends and I was home enjoying the place myself. Ooh, yes. And you know that feeling. And I was dancing it out to Spotify and this song came on like on autoplay, like it recommended it to me. And I was like, what is this? And I blasted it. I loved like immediately fell in love with the song. And then 5 minutes later, I got a phone call from my now literary agent. I had pitched her my book. And she called me to tell me she wanted to represent me. It was the song? It was the song that was playing. Okay. So then flash forward to about 5 months later, I was in Croatia traveling, whatever, long story. And I was running on the beach. And I was listening to a playlist. And that song came on again. And I was waiting to hear from some publishers. And I I literally heard that song. And I was like, something's going to happen today. And then... 6 hours later, I got an email from my agent with my deal. Like, I, they made... Sounds True had made me the offer. And then I went to the park with my creative director, Alexa, and we were on my little tiny iPhone. And we played that song for like 6 times in a row and like just dance in the park... So, and that song to this day, especially leading up to book launch, I listen to it all the okay. time. Junk. My song. junk. junk. You, you got to listen to it, Judy. You'll I will. Out. I
0: will. I just wrote it down. I'm going to totally, it's going to go right in, in my Spotify playlist next. I love it. I love it. Okay. So books, we've got to talk about books. What is like the the personal development book that shook you and woke you the most over the last decade? Oh God, that is. Really it's a hard. tough one. I know
1: in the last fucking last decade or i would whatever or even recently I mean, yeah i mean on a personal level a new earth by Eckhart Tolle. oh cool yeah um a desire the desire map by daniel laporte yeah. those those two books i think from a spiritual like like consciousness standpoint were the best and my favorites mm-hmm. um and then from a leadership and business standpoint i love the book radical candor by kim scott um, that book really, really taught me how to be a leader and how to communicate and manage and delegate and like lead people. And it has been the cornerstone, I believe, of simply these successes that 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 book because it's played such a huge role in our culture yeah. and culture eats strategy for breakfast. And you have to have like your people on point. And that book taught me how to lead. So
0: would you say that radical, I heard you talk about this on your podcast and I wrote it down. It's in my um Amazon shopping, like on my waiting list for my shopping cart. Cause I've got to get through a few other books, but confrontation is always like one of the, like things I think most human beings hate it. For me, I have back sweat right now, even thinking about having to have difficult conversations, but you, yeah. have, to, you have to dial up the divine masculine and make it happen. Yeah. And you guys in your company use radical candor to make that oh, yeah. happen. So give me an example. Uh, let's sidebar really quick because I think this is so important and go pick this book up, but give me an example of how a radical candor moment may play out on your team. Say you and Alexa or Lexis, Alexa, Alexa, need to have, there's something going on. Right. But how would you use radical candor to
1: navigate that
0: tough conversation? What's that look like?
1: So radical candor is the intersection of caring personally and challenging directly. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people challenge directly and they can become a jerk and then other people care too personally about their staff and it's ruinous and it's empathetic and you don't get any results and people don't change. Got it. So the intersection of caring deeply, caring personally, and challenging directly is what was what is called radical candor. And so, let's just say Alexa um, really missed the mark. Here's another p- part of radical candor that's kind of essential: is it's got to be in real time, so nothing festers and and like, toxic. So Alexa holds a meeting, and you know it's a presentation for me, the CEO, and it's her team isn't prepared, she's not prepared. I it's a waste of my time as CEO in that moment i literally say radical candor guys this is not a good use of my time i'm going to call this meeting i'm going to let you regroup and prepare better and reschedule this so that, that we can actually get this meeting done appropriately and that's like challenging directly right and then then like a follow up one on one i can say to alexa like hey look i know you're out of town i know you are overwhelmed coming back your team clearly didn't follow your instructions but it's your team and it, it's ultimately your responsibility and I just want you to know that, I like, I I, I see this as a huge le- learning opportunity for you as a leader. And you know, I, I hope you you know you take it. And I'm here for you if you need any further guidance. And I'm I'm cheering for you or whatever, right? So there's radical candor. It's like I care about her. I mentioned that I know she's had a hard week, right. that she's underwater, acknowledging I see, yeah. acknowledging it, letting her know I care personally about what's going on in her in her world. Yeah, but challenging her directly to do better next time and giving her the feedback that it wasn't up to par, right? And there's no drama, right? There's no there's no unsaid words. Things are cleared, you know? And then she can give me radical candor in return. That's the way it works. It's not just top down. It's bottom up and it's peer to peer. That's radical candor. It's how it really should work. And so my whole company uses it. My whole company uses it. So like We're, before you say the thing, it's like, okay, guys,
0: radical candor here. or exactly. radical candor. So it's a thing in the company and, and it's exactly. become a best practice. And it also, don't you think, helps you avoid resentment? And regret down the line because shit can fester. And I know you've been through this in your company where you keep people on too long, or people stab you in the back, and like weird things happen. And I just can't deal with drama. I will not mm-hmm. be around people. No. I hire people off energy. To be honest, I I find okay. the right people, Avi. They're so they're badasses, but I I really believe in that energy too because um the right person can figure it out. But yeah. Oh,
1: but here's what I used to say. Uh, this is one of my favorite like. I know you have more questions. I just want to... I think this is really valuable for for people. So good. It's so true to hire. Like You got to hire good people. like Good talent is kind of hard to find. I used to say, if you knew how to read and write, you went to a good college, I could teach you anything. I could teach you a skill, but I cannot teach you ambition. You either have that fire in your belly or not. And that was the end of the sentence. Then after learning how some of the most talented, hardworking and ambitious people can be serious assholes... Yep. I learned that the hard way. I was like, okay, ambition, talent, I cannot give you integrity or character. Mm-hmm. And energy is 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 really where you feel that. Yes. And that is what I look for now. I would rather hire someone who is less talented, who has higher integrity, who's gonna really honor their job and honor our company, than someone who is like a fucking savant and is a dick. I don't care. 100%. Like I learned that the hard way this year. you're like and that's all i'm gonna say about that without my lawyer being present (laughs) basically
0: Basically. (laughs) i'm picking up what you're putting down there but yes guys radical candor not only a great book to pick up but a best practice if you run a company or need to have tough conversations in your life my goodness even in your family unit i mean this is something you could do with your husband your spouse your partner your girlfriend your boyfriend whatever that may look like okay uh best purchase you've made under a hundred bucks in the last six months we get the coolest ideas so what what are, do you love right now that you're like I can my markers and my, oh my sketch
1: and my sketchbook and my colored pencils fun. so after Santa Fe I got a lot of messages from Santa Fe it was my sketchbook oh, um Thank I went gosh. to Blick and I got a bunch of art supplies because what happens when you know, we get older as we forget our childlike wonder. We don't and play mind. like we used to. We don't play. To. We don't create just to create. Yeah. And I used to love to draw when I was a little girl. And that's really feminine, by the way, too. Is mm-hmm. like tapping into that creativity just to yeah. play, play. And so I went to Blick and I probably dropped, I don't know, 50, 60 bucks. It's quality stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I draw and it nourishes my soul. I love it. I love it so much.
0: Play, y'all hear that play. I had a coaching client earlier today and like I gave her, this was her homework assignment. I told her for the next two weeks, you are to. Go play. Like, go just try shit out. Like, we don't play enough. We take everything so seriously. Every post, every piece of content. I mean, how did you figure out how to grow your brand? How did I figure out how to do anything I'm doing? It's because I just started throwing shit at the wall. And what works? What does it? But you have to start throwing shit at the wall. So go play, right? And so I love that. That was your, that was your tip there. So, okay, for your boss, that's your homework assignment. Go play. And my, my last two questions. What is the best... I'd love to know your... I'm really curious about your answer to this one. What is the best piece of advice you ever got? This is a toughie, but is there something that like jumps out for you?
1: Oh, yeah. I wrote about this one in my book, actually. Okay, cool. Um, So when I started my first business, so Simply Be is my second company. I ran a magazine. I ran an online magazine for 7 years before Simply Be. And this was in 2008, and I was as green as fresh cut grass. I, I didn't know shit about business. I certainly didn't know anything about running an online website of any kind. And I started this company, and um, it was an online resource for girls, right? In Chicago, we, there was no resource like it, so we created it. And I remember asking all of my dad's friends and like stodgy white businessmen, like, "What should this be? And how should I run this? And how do I make money?" And I remember my dad being just like. Well, why don't you just email like the girl that started Daily Candy? I don't know if you remember that website. I do. Oh my yep. god, it's been a minute. I almost forgot about it. Yeah, Daily. I... Of course, Daily Candy was like all the rage, like right. early mid to two thousands. Yeah. And the founder was a chick named Danny Levy, and she ended up scaling it and selling it for one hundred and seventy million dollars to <laughs> um, Comcast AOL. And so my dad literally was like, in a in a flippant moment over lunch one day, he's like, why don't you just email the girl that started that and ask her how she did it. And so I did. <gasps> and she wrote me back. No, goes, I get a million emails like this a day and something about you is different. And I, I would be happy to talk to you. So I flew to New York and I took her out for cocktails and we chatted for about three hours and she gave me the, some of the best business advice in my life. And one of my first burning questions was, how do I make money? Obviously. Right. She told me, don't worry about making money. Build a beautiful website. Give women a reason to want to come.
0: Make it amazing.
1: That's all you need to do. And when they, when you do that, they will come. And when they come, people who want to pay you will come. But you can't start there and i have applied that principle to everything i do even with simply be even with my book with every fucking instagram post it's like make it great for the people on the other side do that every day day in day out and the money will come like it the universe will, will reward you but you can't start there and so that that was the best business i will never forget we were like at this little tiny french restaurant in the, in greenwich village and she was like wearing a slip dress and a, a Van Cleef and Arpels diamond ring. And she was... I was like, who the fuck is this girl? And she was so generous. Yeah, cool. And I, I never forgot that. And I've applied that to everything I've ever done.
0: That's amazing. I love that so much. I, so I'm a big Marie Forleo fan and yep. I, I'm an, a B school alum. I went through B school in 2011. It really started everything for me. And Marie Forleo said something very similar. She said, listen, it has nothing to do. What you do has nothing to do really with what you have to say or sell. It's all how you position and package it. And so it's that it's that same feeling. And and I think there's a naughtiness. People feel naughty. They feel like, oh my God, you know, again, back full circle to our beginning. You have No one does it your way. No one has your stories. No one has your perspective on branding, Jessica. No one has my perspective on fear. And yes, there's a lot of books on courage, but no one does it my way. And if I wouldn't have started with fear as my homeboy, we wouldn't be here today, right? And so, Again, I hope that answer empowers you to trust yourself. Trust yourself, but also to realize that you have to put some some muscle behind, uh, you know, your marketing and you have to be thoughtful about what you're creating. And the other thing I love too, Jess, is this idea that I'm always looking to, instead of creating, look at me content, like learn from me content. How can I make sure? Yeah. Learn from me, learn from me, learn from me. Oh, look, we've got a planner, but look, learn from me, learn from me, learn from me. Right. Jab, 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 right hook. (laughs) Okay. Last question. So the name of this show is yes, and with Judy Holler, when I offer those two words up to you, what comes up?
1: Yes, you can be a boss babe who makes a lot of money, gets shit done, leads like a champion and lead from your feminine heart. Bring your true self as a woman to work every day. Share yourself, lead with love, empathy, compassion. And still be successful. (laughs) Those two things are not mutually exclusive. And in fact, the more you yes and them, the more alive and authentic I think you will feel. Mm, Yes, I could not agree more. And... (sighs) This
0: was awesome. Okay. So I, I am just so grateful for you. You are such a dynamo and you're such a badass. And I'm so proud to know you. Thank you, Jess, for being on the show. And your boss. You got to let us know. Do you want me to get Jess back on in like the middle of next year to go down the rabbit hole of, of the ethereal and, and, um, what you have? Um, what did you say? A shaman? No, not a shaman. You have a, a medium, a medium. medium. Oh God. I don't know. I'd love to know the spirit animals you saw girl. We could talk about all the things or better yet. You could go listen to Jessica Zweig's podcast called the simply be show where she talks about all this and so much more. Jess, thank you so much for the gift of your time. You're a badass, babe. You are too, girl.
1: (laughs) Thank Thank you.
0: Okay, Fear Boss, I hope you loved that chat with Jessica as much as I loved having that chat with her. Let me know what your favorite takeaway was. Uh, Tag me on Instagram, tag Jess on Instagram to let us know you're listening and let us know what you loved about this episode. And don't forget to leave a quick review if you found this episode helpful in any way. I cannot wait to be back here with you next week. And until then, as always, keep saying yes and stay brave.